Hey, it's Living Cola. Welcome to Casualty of Love's Apologies. Each week, I'll be reading chapters from my book, C-O-L-A. This podcast is rated R for relatable. What I found when writing was how freeing it allowed me to be. My prayer is that as you listen to this story, you'll find your own peace and freedom. It may be a bumpy ride, but we'll get through this together. It's done. Chapter 21 Peace to my storm Let her be as a loving hind and graceful doe. Let her breast refresh and satisfy you at all times, always being exhilarated and delighted in her love. Proverbs five nineteen. My stomach knots and my cheeks flush every time I get a text from him. At 17, he's the peace to my storm. He writes me poems, sends me love songs, checks up on me every chance he gets and tells me, I love you. When he says it, I believe him. I've never felt so safe and secure. It's like nothing can get me down when I'm with him. I've shared my deepest pains and showed my darkest corners, and he has stayed by my side. I've been able to show within my experiences with rape without feeling like he wanted to take advantage of me. I was nervous the first time I told him about my aunt's boyfriend. I didn't think he'd believe me, but you know what? He believed me. I described to him every moment that man touched me or made comments towards me, and he listened without judgment. When I was done telling him, he said, I will always protect you, I promise. I never felt protected like that before. I knew as long as he was in my life, he would never let anything happen to me. I was falling fast and deep. It had not even been two months yet, but this feeling that consumed me It was incredible. I've never talked to someone so constantly about everything, nothing, and anything in between without boredom or fail. I was free to be myself, quirks and all, and allowed him to be himself. Even the transition from teen to single mom seemed a lot smoother once he was by my side encouraging me. He was a parent too, so he understood the situation. He did small things to show me he cared, like stepping up to buy KK's birth certificate for me. I mean, as much as Romeo had told me to leave my baby father alone, I couldn't give up so easily. Yet, I couldn't even get this man to answer my phone calls and set up a DNA test, much less paying for a birth certificate. Whenever I stayed home from school, Romeo stayed with me, and we would spend the whole day on the phone. He took time off school to be with me just to make sure I was okay and to keep me company. We spent all day talking and watching judge shows. Divorce Court was our favorite show to watch because we would examine the different characters with their relationship problems. We used the examples in the show as scenarios of what we should avoid in our own relationships. For example, cheating. That was something that I wasn't prepared to put up with because I was done feeling broken hearted. 
it's crazy how much you can learn and get attached to someone just by talking to them every day. The closer we got, the more intimate we wanted to be, but with the distance, we were forced to be creative. I loved his innocence. For him, sex was straightforward. For me, intimacy happened on different levels. He had never participated in phone sex until he met me. Phone sex was a tool I used to flirt, and it became very easily a mind game for me. I enjoyed the power it gave me. I enjoyed the freedom of being very sexual without touch. I wasn't even sure if it was something that he'd like, and I was a bit nervous about it, so I started him off slow. I softened my voice, told him a story. Similar to how erotica books use descriptive words, I spoke slow, had minimal breathing, and created an alluring image for him and listened to him squirm. Something like, you come home from work, long day at work, and you're tired. You open the door and find all the lights off and a note that says, Meet me in the kitchen. You turn the corner towards the kitchen, but before you enter, you hear a whisper saying, Close your eyes. You find yourself blindfolded, a smell and a sweet aroma in the air while your lips are stained with chocolate. You taste the lips of familiarity and the unbuttoning of your shirt. Steam hits your skin as you enter what you guess to be the shower. As the water hits you, allow your mind to wander to freedom. You feel a tickle, a smile, a warm sensation. Exhale stress, deep breath, focus on love, focus on me. It obviously gets more detailed than that, but this ain't an erotica book, so I'll stop there. This was different with Romeo. I actually enjoyed the journey, the stories, the pursuit. The more we had phone sex, the more comfortable he got, and the more we connected. He thought I was a freak. My response? (laughs) Define freak. Wink. It felt like joining our souls together every single time, and my heart longed more than ever to be with him. The most beautiful thing was knowing your partner feels just as deeply for you as you feel for them. We wanted more than anything to have a family of our own. We were both two broken souls, latching on to whatever sign of love and life there was left. I felt so rejected by my family, and he was lacking the love that I wanted to provide. I already had a child. Why not add a wife to my life and be complete? I finally had a man who loves me unconditionally and wanted to spoil me rotten. He didn't judge me or make me feel insane or insecure or less than. We finally exchanged pictures for the sake of knowing each other, of how each other looked, but it didn't even matter. I mean, it was like hitting the lotto once I saw that he actually looked really good. But to me, his heart and words meant so much more. And it was the same for him. He didn't see the weight. He saw a beautiful woman 
with a heart and an ass to match. He had gotten so used to women loving him superficially, it became annoying. He wanted to find someone who was interested in his personality and not just physical appearance. I loved his personality. He was funny, intelligent, sarcastic, understanding, logical, and realistic. I don't know what he did for work, but he kept himself together well. He was a great father, the type of man that I wanted to help raise my son. Since neither of us had daughters, we saw it as a blessing and a potential beginning to our family. I wanted to be able to give him his first daughter. I pictured us together, and after finally finding happiness in each other, we acted as if we were physically living with each other. We did everything together. We slept together like never hung up the phone till morning. We sometimes ate together, shared recipes, and watched movies together for our date nights. All through phone conversations, all we had to do was meet up to complete this fantasy. Since he missed KK's birth, we had missed our first opportunity to meet up. We set up a day for him to bring down his son and to come see me and KK. The easiest place to meet was at the mall close to my house. I arrived at the mall, which wasn't that big, and waited for him to arrive. We had agreed upon a time when we spoke briefly earlier that day, but not a location. I tried calling his phone to figure out the best spot to meet, but his phone kept going straight to voicemail. I walked the mall looking for someone who resembled the picture that I had, but I couldn't find him. I wasn't able to get in contact with Romeo until later that night when he called to explain what happened. He said he was at the mall looking around for me, but his phone had gotten damaged the same day and made it impossible for him to call. The thing that didn't make sense to me was the mall wasn't that big to begin with and was majority white. Therefore, a tall black man should have stood out like a sore thumb, especially a man with a stroller. I was really upset and questioned his answer. Anything was possible, and it was only the second time we tried to meet. I took comfort in the fact that it wasn't the only time we were going to meet. Romeo would offer to drive down from Brampton to my house in Curtis to see me. I would be up talking to him, then completely black out and only wake up an hour later to text messages saying that he was outside waiting for me. This happened on a few occasions. No matter how much I slept and tried to stay awake, whenever he was supposed to come check me, I would black out. Eventually, we had stopped trying to meet because it became taxing on our relationship. We had no explanation for the situation. He would get mad that I blacked out and I would question whether or not he even drove out. I would normally wake up as he was driving back and got frustrated that he wouldn't turn around once I woke up, even though it was a waste of gas and time. Nothing made sense. My friends warned me that he could be lying, but in my heart, I refused to believe that those were true. I know his friends were telling him the same thing about me, and he defended me each time. It felt like the universe was keeping us apart. It was no longer something I could blame on him. The circumstances presented were weird and unexplainable, but I only had the universe to blame. Really, truly. Hey, I'm Cola. Thank you so much for listening. 
It's truly been a blessing. You can find copies of this book at livingcola.com. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook.